This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. The most interesting stories aren't ones of blame or regret. They're ones of self-examination, where we examine our own involvement in decisions, all of the complicated nuances that in examining them lead us to grow. Storytelling is such a powerful tool for healing for ourselves and our communities. But we can only heal what we reveal, which is why Chloe invites vulnerability into her work. She loves to unpack the why of our intentions the nuances that influence how we show up the way we do, so that we aren't in positions to betray ourselves. Through personal self-examination, Chloe believes we can deepen community. Valeria Tellis interviews Chloe Louvueso, the author of Life, I Swear, intimate stories from Black women exploring identity, healing, and self-trust. Chloe Dolce Louvueso is a Congolese-American writer. As a storyteller, she believes in the power of stories for deeper connection and personal healing. Chloe curates prose and experiences that support inclusivity and belonging of underrepresented communities from across diasporas. Her work to develop inclusive spaces is driven by her multicultural background and having lived extensively internationally. In her career in communications, diversity, and inclusion, Chloe has focused on inclusive storytelling at domestic and global organizations addressing education, poverty, and mental health, most recently at the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. She is the creator and executive producer of The Life I Swear podcast, where she explores the nuances of Black women's journeys through post-traumatic growth, resilience, and identity. Meet Chloe at chloeluvoiseau.com. Here's the interview with Chloe Louvoiseau. In your own words, who am I speaking with today? <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Chloe Dulce Louvoiseau, and I am a writer, a mother, a podcaster, and a communications careerist. I consider myself a creative that supports other creatives in telling their stories through all kinds of artistry and expression. My creative work around life, I swear, specifically, which is the title of my podcast, as well as my upcoming book set to release this fall, It centers on stories of women around identity, healing, and self-trust, and the idea that we are qualified to tell our stories even while in the midst of them. What is life to you? 
This is an interesting question considering the word life is part of my work. So life to me is the journey of discovering ourselves over and over again. And I think about life not just as a noun, but as a motion because I equate it to living. It's the transmutation from one season of our lives to another, how we evolve through the ebbs and flows and that continuous exercise, unknowingly or intentionally, of revisiting who we were and who we are. What is the purpose of the human experience? Uh, This is such a loaded question and person by person, I think a subjective response to. I like to think that each of us were ordained by God, by the higher universe to execute something different as our purpose and that collectively each of our gifts are contributing to a shift in consciousness about how we heal together. And because all of us are moving through our personal human experiences at very different paces and from different starting places, we're not executing purpose on parallel paths because we're realizing and exploring and actualizing our gifts in our own time. And so at a grander level, I think the purpose of the human experience is freedom through harmony, that shift in consciousness community-wide or globally to get to a place where we can love freely, we can be in flow, and we can be an understanding of one another. And at the micro level, I think the purpose of our individual human experiences is to ignite those gifts and be intentional about how they serve communities so that our contributions to freedom can be realized in our in our life cycles. At this time, what is the purpose of your life? What is the purpose of my life? Oh, well, I believe the purpose of my life is to elevate the stories of others. And I see myself as a creative that supports other creatives, like I mentioned, and that you know, happening in a few different ways over the years, I've seen it evolve the way I show up in that, in that purpose in different phases. Sometimes it's been through very intimate connections that help make others feel understood and heard and seen. Sometimes it's by creating a platform that encourages others to be brave in sharing their stories. And um, more recently, it's also through writing stories myself that reflect the journeys of others. And so I think my purpose is to help others clear space, whether mentally, emotionally, or even spiritually, so that they can sort of disentangle themselves from negative or poor thought patterns that doubt any feelings of being qualified to tell their stories. What is healing to you? Healing to me is forgiveness of ourselves as much as it is of others. It is understanding the why of our behaviors and of our past, Um, really knowing how certain events or certain triggers show up for us today. Healing for me is acceptance of circumstance. It is contentment in what is now and being intentional to exercise the muscle it takes to be present with ourselves, because that's really what it is. Healing is also raw honesty with ourselves first. You know, no evasion, no illusions, um, no denial. 
that puts our ego at odds with reality. And healing is also unlocking our gifts or our voice or our power that have been suppressed by damaging thoughts or experiences. And so healing for me is the process of coming to peace and anchoring ourselves to the idea that we are students of our life journeys and committing to continuous learning through it while having faith that nothing is all for nothing. Nothing has been or will be done in vain. To me, that is healing. What is your understanding and idea of love? What is my understanding of and idea of love? Gosh, this is a question. I've thought about it quite a bit and still have a lot more thinking to do, which is why I stutter on it, considering how many, how ingrained love has been in my experiences of life. My understanding of love is the feeling of being understood and the grace it, to still explore myself and give mercy to my mistakes. And when I think about loving others, that's what I hope to do too. But love to me is, um, it's an action. Feelings can often be left unattended and can be become fleeting if they're not nurtured. So for me, love shows up and it is, it, it is the act of showing up. It is present, it is consistent, it is adaptable. And what I mean by adaptable is that it allows for love to be omnipresent regardless of circumstances. And in terms of relationships and connections, it allows space for the other person to evolve. I think my life has been anchored around the idea of love. And for a good chunk of my life, I defined it in a very subscribed way, which really limits our life experiences. If we think about it, if we don't invite love and in all its variations into our life. So the idea of being understood is important to me because it means understanding how love is expressed by others and being adaptable to welcome that different kind of expression. And on the flip side, being understood is to be at ease, to be at home. And that's what love feel, feels like to me. So why did you choose to do what you do? I've always been a writer. I studied journalism in college and I've always wanted to tell stories. I grew up moving back and forth around the world, different parts of the United States and different parts of Africa. And so I really appreciate the nuances of stories there There are so many layers to each of us, experiences piled on top of one another that make us more textured than we appear or that we credit ourselves. The process of investigating ourselves and others through the lens of culture and experiences coupled with how we interpret ourselves or our lives is just, it's a wonderful process. <laughs> And I didn't have a, I really didn't have a conventional upbringing. And I know so many people from diverse backgrounds whose stories like mine, you know, they're ordinary to them, but fascinating to others. And I think that is the truth of all of our stories. And I think, you know, it's in that familiarity of our own stories that we downplay the significance of them and the potential of them to inspire others. So. 
storytelling as an art has been a long passion of mine because of that. But I didn't always recognize it as a healing tool. I definitely saw it as an empathy tool, an education tool, a perspective shifting tool, but not as a healing tool until I started to practice telling my story out loud. And not only did that unlock something in me, which was, I'd say, a flow of release, a decluttering of the stories that I still carried with me that had become a burden to my growth. And that was a catalyst for connection and community. And so why do I choose to do what I do? It's because the process of storytelling is an art form um, that is therapeutic. It's woven now into my own self-discovery and healing. And, you know, it's in service of others. How did you become a writer? I think I've always recognize that my life path has been very unique. It has been complicated, a lot of movement and change, a lot of exposure and a lot of risk and honestly adventure. Um, my grandmother, Joyce, started telling me I should write a book and that everyone's story deserves to be told. Um, she started saying this to me as early as 10 years old. So I really grew up with her voice in my head echoing that. And Really, my mother's story, my grandmother's story and mine couldn't have been any more different. And I think because of that, I really appreciated her words and felt I owed it to her to at least entertain the idea. So I'll start there. That's how I became a, a writer. It became ingrained in me that I should lean into that path. But then into my mid-20s, I moved to New York. I had quit my job and just really showed up to the city. I didn't have a plan, a, a, a new job. And I, there was definitely something in the air when I arrived, at least for me, that really ignited my senses to feel present there. You know, it was the sounds, it was the smells, it was the stimulation. It was the role New York played and the relationship I had with New York and that role in my life at that time. And because I've seen so much change in my life, I didn't, I didn't want to lose touch with those things that I felt in touch with while in New York. And so I started to write to document that season of my life, which was new, it was exciting, and it was scary in terms of being, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity at the same time. And I think that that is life, right? It is all of those things in very different variations sometimes at different stages of life. If we are present enough to entertain how our environments or chapters of life are calling on us to stretch a bit. And I think it's in that stretching that we really grow. So being a writer to me in the way that I write is documenting that growth that constant stretch so that we can appreciate and understand ourselves better by being present, by being present with our journeys. What was the inspiration, intention, and purpose of writing your book? The inspiration behind writing my book, Life I Swear, was my life journey, to be honest. 
And I'd gone through a series of life experiences back to back um, that had honestly tired me. I was tired (laughs) physically, emotionally. I was tired. And I was also tired of feeling like life was happening to me, you know, and it got to a point where I knew I needed to feel more empowered in my own life so that I didn't feel like my light was at the mercy of these experiences. And so you do that by changing the narrative and, you know, the angle in which you look at life. So I just began to really shift to a space of actual gratitude for those experiences and the belief that I could author my own life. I could take the reins. And I attribute the intention for my book to that documenting of being present in the journey, documenting, you know, how I was processing, how, you know, I'm healing, how we're, where we interpret our value, our identity, our sense of self. This to me can be told in our kind of microcosm lens, but it it's also a larger conversation. And it's one that I'm happy to start, which I do through the book and my podcast of the same title, Life I Swear. But ultimately, I invite other women to also share their own journey of these things. And so that's how the book started. It started as a light memoir. And then it evolved into a collection of stories from other Black women. It's coming to stores near you this fall. Um, but that's how, that was my intention and inspiration of the book. It's really to allow people to hear other women's stories, read other women's stories, relate to them, allow it, be open enough to allow it to shift your perspective on your own healing Um, But also understand that though our lives are different, um, we don't have to journey and heal in silo. We can do it in community. And so that is the hope and the, the purpose for the book and the podcast. Talk to me for a moment about the services you offer. So I help others tell their story in a number of ways. And as a storyteller, like you, I'm I'm also a podcaster on my show, Life I Swear, which isn't a service in a traditional way, but it is definitely something that I do in service of others. And I'm sure is the case for you too. Um, and as a writer though, and having gone through the book writing and publishing process, which I'll sort of wrap up this year, I help other women and people of color navigate the process of putting their stories on paper. Um, and I do that as a book coach and as a ghostwriter. It's work I so love and so enjoy because it's such a transformative. It's work work I really enjoy because it's such a transformative experience to articulate your story and who you are and be vulnerable enough in sharing it. And so I love being in the role of support and usher. In, um, in helping people do that for themselves. Where can we find more information about you, your work, products, services, and future projects? Anyone can learn more about me and my work, my services, my podcast, and my upcoming book 
at chloeluvuezo.com. That's C-H-L-O-E-L-O-U-V-O-U-E-Z-O.com. What are three things about life you know for sure as of this moment? What I know about life for sure in this moment is that all of us are qualified to tell our stories even when we are in the middle of them, that each of us were born artists, and that we cannot heal or be liberated without a commitment to our own self-examination. Thank you so much for your presence, for sharing your wisdom and doing what you do. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Chloe Louvoiseau and her work, please visit chloelouvoiseau.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.